Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Friday. We made it. Oh, my God. We made it through another week. It has been insane. The news cycle is nuts. My phone has been blowing off the hook with people who want to come on and talk, 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 which I love it. I love, love, love it. And I love having great people on with me. I do not always share my platform with politicians. You all know that. I got burned really bad in radio doing that moons ago. Uh, whenever I first started, because I was so naive, and I just understand how all of that worked, and how politicians will absolutely tell your audience one thing, and then promise, 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 and swear, 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 that they're not going to sign off on gambling in Georgia, and they're not going to do this, and we'll never have it, Monica. And then, ba-bam, you know, the big bad wolf of casinos comes to town, and next thing you know, that entire constituency, including my audience, is like, huh, I thought you put your name behind this guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, won't do that again. Not because I was naive to how politicians work, but I guess I just respect myself enough and I'm an honorable enough person that if I tell you one thing, I'm probably not going to be bought out by another. So I'm not going to come on to someone's radio program that reaches, you know, the nation and, uh, and lie to your audience. That's just not who I am. So I just have that expectation of people. I don't anymore, though, especially of politicians. But it's very rare that I will have candidates on my show. Now, candidates come into my spaces, and that's fine. And it's very rare that I've been engaged with Georgia politics since 2020, as all of you know. But I feel like this is important. Um, the 6th Congressional District of Georgia is and has been an important district because the Democrats basically heisted it from Republicans reigning it from what was it? 1998 through 2018. I mean, we, you know, we produced Newt Gingrich, Johnny Isaacson. I mean, there's a lot of great uh, Georgia politicians that have come out of that district and uh, uh, Tom Price, uh, you know, there's, I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, And ultimately, you know, which is why I'm always warning Christy Nome. Quit advertising. Come to our state. We just accept everybody. And we've got it the best here because we did that. And it absolutely altered the landscape of the state of Georgia. And if you're wondering why the heck Georgia politics should matter to you, I just want to refer you to the election of 2020. I hate it when I'm right, but there is just that little part of me that loves being able to say, I told you so. And so for six years, I sat on the radio while well, I have been on the air for six years, but I sat on the radio for a number of years in the city of Atlanta that went statewide and nationwide on some days to voters saying, pay attention to what's happening in the beehive up here in the big bad city that you guys love to hate because all crap rolls downhill and eventually our crap is going to roll into your backyard. My crap being Fulton County. Okay. And parts of the sixth congressional district are in Fulton County. It's a very big district. It's an interest, and now it's been revamped. 
Thanks to the Georgia legislature, they've redrawn lines. And now Lucy McBath and all of her Bloomberg money is uh, is now, you know, they're they're having a little bit of a of a meltdown because they understand that this seat is absolutely up for grabs. But that the reason we lost it to begin with was because the demographic changed. Because we kept inviting people in with all of our wonderful Hollywood tax incentives, not thinking that all of their wonderful horrible policies wouldn't come with them and they do just because people migrate from one part of the country to another doesn't mean they leave their crappy politics behind right and so you have to be mindful of that but but i'm i'm bringing a candidate on and i'll have uh, a few others on with me if not for sure one other on with me um to talk about this race the sixth congressional district of georgia because it is a very important district and georgia matters even to you if you do not live in Georgia, as I said, I would direct your attention to the election of 2020. Okay, with me today, I have Miss Mallory Staples. Mallory, thank you. A, can- a congressional candidate for the 6th Congressional District of Georgia. Welcome to my show. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing great, Monica. Thank you for having me on. This is exciting. Excellent. My pleasure. So, like I said, I do not share my space with a lot of politicians uh, unless I feel like it is going to um, matter to my audience. Your your district is personal for me because I watched Karen Handel run through that race. Uh, it was also one of the most expensive congressional races in the history of the United States of America. Uh, you know, it was, we watched John Ossoff. I mean, it has just been a, a mess for a number of years, I think. And now it seems that the Georgia legislature has attempted to uh, give the Republicans a, uh, which some would call gerrymandering, whatever, the Democrats do it ad nauseum. So it, it, it's politics. But here we are with a newly drawn district and you are running for this district. So I want you to tell us you're running as a MAGA mom. Okay, what is a MAGA mom and how will that benefits the, the benefit the residents of the 6th Congressional District of Georgia? Well, the first thing I can say to comfort you is that I'm not a politician. So I think that gets you <laughs> off the hook. Uh, I Excellent. lead with that often. I think it is a comfort to most everyone who hears me say it. And um, that's part of being a MAGA mom. I mean, I think the antithesis of politician is MAGA mom. I, I often say to folks, listen, I'm a completely normal person. I'm like you. My campaign is more of a movement. It's really not about me. It's about what's happening in the hearts and souls of American people all across the country. They're absolutely fed up. They want to bring back what Ronald Reagan called um, the citizen politician. I've dropped the politician part. We go with citizen leader. But we need governance that is fueled and run by the people. And we are so far from that. We are so far from that. And the headlines show it. I mean, when you talk to everyday people, which I do all day, every day and every night and meet with them, there's such a like-mindedness. It's very, very encouraging. It gives me hope. We give each other hope that we're not divided. American people are exhausted by the spending. They realize this administration has been weaponized against the citizens of the United States. They're fed up with drugs in their communities, job loss, high prices, their savings accounts diminishing. I mean, everybody is lockstep and it is lockstep looking at this administration like the absolute um, 
tyrants yeah. that they are and, and identifying their hostility towards taxpaying U.S. citizens. And right. you see it on literally every front. So um, being a MAGA mom is being a normal citizen who's willing to fight, who's brave. I tell people often, courage begets courage. And um, we don't need a million of us uh, to step forward and run, but we need a few. And um, that's what I'm doing. And it should be a sacrifice. It, it used to be called public service. It's supposed to cost you something. And um, and I think the system is so jacked up and corrupt that it really keeps regular people like you and me um, from getting involved. And mm-hmm. so for myself and my husband and my children, because it's a big lift for everybody, we just pushed through that and said, hey, listen, there's things that are worth fighting for. And sure. for me, it is my children's freedoms. Somebody asked me the other night at a forum, they addressed all the candidates and said, why you, why you, why will you be any different than the liars? That was going to be my next question. (laughs) Yes. Who say every, all the talking points, all the talking points at election time, and then they disappear into the DC vacuum of power and um, policy and prestige, and they don't do anything. Why are you going to be any different? And I literally said, James, Reagan, and John, those are my three children. I have 12, 14, and 17 year old. And I said, I can assure you right now that DC has nothing, nothing to offer me or tempt me with that is even a a second at all to my children's freedoms. And I believe their freedoms are on the line. Right. Uh, everyone's children, the next generation, um, their ability to speak, to assemble, to worship, to keep earn their money and keep it. I mean, every front you look on, the freedoms are are on the line. I mean, as you mentioned, uh, coming into this segment, the uh, Ministry of Truth um, yes. that Biden's want to put. So even what you think and and say, I mean, it, that's part of the catalyst that got me into this um, race was watching the sitting president of the United States, I don't care how you feel about him, it's the office, it's the position, be censored. Right. And I, I I, couldn't even believe what I was seeing. It was like walking around a corner and getting hit in the face with a two by four. Right. Um, so shame on me for not being engaged before. I own that all the time, but I'm here now and I'm not going anywhere. You know what, Mallory? I think a lot of people feel that way. And, and I too have engaged yeah. with people across the country who uh, their initial response to 2020 and that election was uh, grief, anger, outrage, and then also a little bit of uh, guilt and regret sat in, uh, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing because you, you know, in order to get to where you want to go, you have to know where you are and how you got there. And so I think a lot of Americans have taken ownership of how exactly we got here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they did trust in their fellow Americans and they did trust the system. And I think now they're waking up to go, Oh, well, I didn't realize that politics isn't only local, which is another reason why I'm bringing you forward. And, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, probably Susie Voyles will join me as well, but mm-hmm. I, I'm bringing you two forward because it is important for people to pay attention because the Democrats do. The Democrats know who's running in every single district around this yes. country and they're actually cannibalizing their own. And I have that on good authority on behalf of candidates who are running in different districts for on the Democrat ticket across the country. So they are not only coming for you, they're coming for their own because they already have people positioned as operatives to further this global agenda that we know started right here in the state of Georgia in the 6th Congressional District. And it all started with this awful story of what happened to Lucy's son. And we're all very familiar with that story, and it's horrible. But they worked for years 
to get together a group of women that started with like 10 mothers that had lost their children to gun violence. And that sucker grew. And before you knew it, she had a full-blown coalition of parents who were like, you know what? And who doesn't want to fight for the life and the safety of their children? But the left is really good at conflation, right? And so they conflate a lot of things as if the gun just is goes off by itself. The gun is bad. Right. And, and the person is not to blame. And so I see in your um, advertisement that you are carrying a gun and basically mm-hmm. to say, this is our constitutional right. And I'm here to defend it, which I think yeah. is safe to say in the state of Georgia so far, so far, so good uh, mm-hmm. with regard to our gun rights. But, you know, on a national level, we do see where the red flag laws are starting to creep back in again. Uh, you know, how will you champion the cause for Americans based on the things you're standing on? Illegal immigration, CRT, and the banning of CRT. Are you in alignment with Governor DeSantis? Uh, do you think that that's, you know, that he's just a little over the top with that? Or are you in alignment with uh, with things such as his policies? Yeah, Monica, well, I just have to concur with you. And I say it often, complacency got us here. Outrage is going to get us out. And I think that is what you're seeing across the country is outrage. And yeah, I mean, to sum up how I'm going to fight those things, I I do align with Governor DeSantis. I think he is pretty much the gold standard um, for fearless leadership um, on the conservative platform. And I'm a little jealous. Um, You know, I think I think, oh, what it would be like to be a Florida resident. Right. I mean, he just (laughs) does not step back. He always steps forward. That's right. And I do think that's what the people are looking for. They want they want champions. They want fearlessness. But yeah. So for me, um, I am a small government. I agree with Ronald Reagan. Scariest sentence in English languages. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Um, I do not think it's going to be the government that saves the country and the people. I think it's going to be the people that actually save the government. And so I'm like that upside down, a completely paradigm shift for me. So I feel like what needs to happen overall, whether it's CRT and education, excuse me, whether it's the border, um, any of these issues that you mentioned, we need firewalls in D.C. We need our congressional candidates to act as firewalls to hold back that overreach, that gross overreach of the federal government into our pocketbooks, into our children. You know, Biden, what did what did he say? I woke up this morning and he was um, they're not your kids, teachers. They're not your they're not. Yeah, they're your kids when they're in your classroom. I feel like going, wait, who needs to tell him? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, we need to let the states step up and fulfill their constitutional rights and obligations to the citizens of their states. And the, the federal government is like the genie that needs to get put back in the bottle. So, I mean, the way you do that is money, 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 money. You know, I mentioned it the other night. It's like for government spending, which of course is driving the economy into the ground, but um, these oversized programs, so many of them not even necessary in their existence whatsoever. You need to put a tourniquet on that. When you're hemorrhaging, you put a tourniquet on and it stops the blood flow and you see atrophy. Well, that's that's basically what needs to happen in DC. And we need some leaders that are brave enough to do that, that won't count the personal costs and say, um, I'm here for the people. And it's it's right. not complicated. I mean, I think we have really, really big issues with very simple solutions, but they all um, necessitate courage. Right. And we just have a lack of that, you know, across the board, like it, with what's happening at the border, which I think is the number one issue in the country right now, because it feeds into all the other issues, whether it's election integrity, crime, fentanyl, you know, education, That's welfare, right. I mean, you name it, uh, it's a drawdown on, on everything. 
Um, we know what policies work. That's not right. a problem. We don't have people standing up sure. and demanding. Um, and I want to see that happen. I want to be a part of that movement. And, and it's exciting to think about a freshman class that um, is whose members are citizen leaders sure. and not politicians and bureaucrats. I well, mean, I think we can really get some stuff done. I'm glad you went there and I was going to wait to go here. And this is going to be, this can be very tricky for you as a candidate. And I'm not one to ambush my guests. Anyone who's ever been on my show will tell you that this is very important to me. And I know it's important to others. And whenever I see you, there are some similarities, not only in your appearance and in your beautiful looks, um, but your drive, your grit, right? And your passion for the country and for your kids and for your husband, your family. Um, and you're willing to, you know, it, it, I love uh, equestrian women because there's something about us that mm-hmm. like, if you can get on the back of a 1200 pound animal that is only being controlled by a bit, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it you can, yeah, I, there's a lot, there's, there's, there's a spirit that's there, I think, uh, and a woman who knows how to fire a weapon, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's something about that woman's spirit to me that says that she's, she's, she's willing to kick some butt if necessary. Right. Mm-hmm. As a lady and as a, and as a, not politician, but someone who's going to have to go up against a huge government Leviathan. So there's only one person that I've seen do that as a freshman. And she has been unwavering in her stance and her tactics um, with going up against this Leviathan. And a lot of times, Mallory, she's been standing there by herself. And Mm -hmm. the establishment hates her. Uh, Democrats for sure hate her. Most of Congress hates her because she no longer, she has basically been the cog in the wheel that stopped people being able to carry on without being present for a floor vote where mm-hmm. it was just a matter of proxy. All of our lives are in the balance and by laws, right? That these jack legs are not even showing up to vote on in, in person. And so she got to Congress and she's like, Monica, you wouldn't even believe how bad it is if I told you it's that mm-hmm. bad. And so mm-hmm. my question is, would you have the same guts and the same fortitude and the same courage that it's going to take that we've seen Marjorie Taylor Greene have to stand on her own? Or would you, would you, I don't think you're going to back down, but uh, if she ever writes a memoir on the things that she's been through since she's been in Congress, I think we might all be aghast. Uh, but mm-hmm. do you share that same heart and soul that she took to Congress with her to represent her district? Oh, absolutely. And I think what that is, it's a primal instinct that you have as a mom. I tell people all the time, I'm like, mama bear is not cute. Like that's right. not something cuddly. <laughs> that is like, if you step one more foot towards Don't my poke children, the bear. <laughs> I will dismember you. Yeah. I mean, it is literally, right. it's a force to be reckoned with. And yeah. so I think that's probably um, that identifying quality that you're sensing, you know, that we both have and that you're seeing all over the country at school board meetings and commissioner meetings. I mean, it is the, the, the mama bears have been awakened. And I tell people often um, when a mama bear steps out to protect her cub, God, you better hope you're not in between them. Um, right. it, it is, it is lethal. 
But what's interesting to see is when the moms step out to protect their cubs, the dads are stepping out to protect the moms. And so what's happening in the United States, and it is so refreshing because it's a life force for our culture, is you're seeing the engagement of the entire family unit. The family is the core and stabilizing factor of a healthy nation, community of any kind, historically, that's just truth. You you, right. you can't, which is um, why the left is raging so hard against and, and unapologetically now they're not even watering it down. They're, they're like, you know, we saw it start with BLM and Antifa. It is the, we are against the nuclear, the traditional nuclear family, because they rightly understand that when you go after that and you disassemble that, Right. Um, then then the culture and the nation don't have a shot. And so um, that is something that I think needs to, you know, for those people that try and belittle me uh, for being a mom, I, I giggle because I'm like, you, you don't know what you're up against. Like right. the very thing you're criticizing me for, I believe, is the component that's been missing from governance. Sure. Um, it is a sacrificial love. It is a um, ability to lay down one's life without consideration for themselves. And when you marry that with integrity, right. um, you, you will see change because there's not going to be compromise. And I just personally resist the narrative that I think um, bureaucrats have sold the American people, which is you can't get anything done in DC. You just, nothing can happen. Just leave it to us. We'll figure it out. It takes forever to change stuff. Right. I mean, I think that is absolute lies. And I think you can get things done. I don't think our brilliant founding fathers set up a government that does not work. And I think those very people that are saying you can't get anything done, it's just too much. They're the problem. And I think if we could, you know, clean out the bureaucracy, these decade long residents of our government system, then the leaders could actually represent the people and get some things done. Sure. So I just have a fresh set, fresh set of eyes for it. Um, and luckily I don't believe everything I'm told. No, well, there you go. So mm-hmm. along those lines, uh, you know, I know that, um, going back to Marjorie, she has, um, she has, she's got, she's received some flack from people for, uh, being so, um, enmeshed in things that are happening there in DC that some people feel in the district, um, okay, what about us? Like, wh- what is being done for for our specific district? Because you're there to represent us. So, but you know, my thing is, hey, you know, you're you're basically, <laughs> you know, if you understood the battle, then in order to represent you, I have to get through this swamp in order to make that happen. And there's a lot going mm-hmm. on. What is mm-hmm. it that matters to? Because I, I know what matters to her particular uh, district, but what matters to as you're out there canvassing and meeting with people? What is it that you're finding really matters to the residents of the 6th Congressional District? Uh, I would say election integrity is the number one issue that I hear about, which is interesting that I'm running, you know, for a federal seat. Yeah. Um, And that is, you know, again, the job there is to keep the federal government out of the election process. But there is just an outcry that people want from their uh, state and local leadership. They want transparency. They want integrity. I mean, election integrity, they want to actually see that. And there's a lot of um, merited distrust from the people. I think the second thing I hear the most about is the border. Um, okay. And then, like I said, the, the tentacled issues that come from what's happening to our completely wide open border. You know, it's right. crime. 
Yeah. Oh, drugs, yeah. all of it, all of it. Yeah. The economy, every bit of it. Right. Those are the two that I hear okay. the most. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how do you mm-hmm. differ from your opponents? Well, I often say the why people do something is what you need to drill down on because people um, can nail the talking points, you know, everybody can say the right things. But um, the fact that this is not anything um, that my life has been directed towards accomplishing, this is not a career path for me of any kind, this does not benefit me um, in any way. I don't have personal um, ambitions of being in politics and going to D.C. is a differentiating factor for me, for sure. Um, as a mom, as a small business owner, a former educator, someone who's been in Christian women's ministry for years and years and years, this does not um, file into a career path for me. So the why, the fact that I am doing it for my children, I am doing it to secure the future and and step into this, what I feel like is a very distinct and narrow window in the timeline of our nation's history to save her. Um, I think it's my purpose. I think it's my why is is definitely um, singles me out um, in the race. Excellent. Okay. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would love for my audience to know about Mallory Staples that they don't already that is important to uh, to your race? Mm. Well, I like to call myself the people's candidate and um, I am you. I mean, I am your listener, uh, very similar um, in background and mindset. And so it is a movement and I would love to say, hey, join us. If you want to see somebody like me, in D.C., you know, it's a federal seat. There's 435 seats that represent 350 million people. I will, as a congresswoman from Georgia 6, touch and be involved in every piece of legislation that um, affects the American people at large. So help us out. Support us. Come to the website. Um, get involved. If you're in district, we'd love to have your help. Um, and I think we're going to be really proud of what we've done here. And um, join us. Excellent. What is your website? staplesforcongress.com. Excellent. Mallory Staples, thank you. Congressional 6th Congressional District candidate. A little tongue-tied today. It is uh, Friday. Done. (laughs) But God bless your efforts. And and thank you for having the courage to uh, step out. And, uh, oh, one last question. So any uh, news on a possible, who may have a possible Trump endorsement for this race? Um, no news there. Uh, the word on the street is that um, he's staying out of Georgia six for various reasons. Okay. And um, that yeah. we're going to have to get through the primary. That's interesting. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wonder. Yeah. Cause his eyes are always on the sixth congressional district. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, his eyes are always on Georgia. I think he's got like one eye on uh, the country and another mm-hmm. eye on Georgia specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see, but uh, yeah, thank you yeah. for that tidbit. I appreciate yeah, that's, it. I mean, there there's, I'm sure there's people that know more than me, but um, that's just where we sit right now on that data wise. Have you been to Mar-a-Lago? I have. You mm-hmm. have. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And God bless you and your mm-hmm. efforts and have a great race. All right. Thanks, Thank Monica. You. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Of course. Take care. All right, guys. So, yeah, why did I bring that to you? Like I said, uh, politics is no, it is local. It is local. Politics will always be local, but you have to understand, and I think you do now, that politics is extraordinarily global because there's a real push to consume and to, um, huh, cannibalize. I used that word earlier with regard to the left and what they're doing with their own candidates. 
uh, word is from people who are on Democrat tickets running primaries that I happen to have relationships with. And uh, pretty, you know, it is how it's, it's politics. It's how they work. But they're also the left and the right cannibalizes itself. One thousand percent. So we are no better whenever it comes to this than the left. But it is it is important for you to keep an eye on what's happening around the country. And I also encourage you guys to pour into whether it's resources, time, talent, treasure, whatever, into other races around the country. Why not? It's not illegal. Your money doesn't have to be dark to do that. Matter of fact, I always tell people, if you have to hide what you're investing in, then obviously you it's not that important to you. Or you live on a level of cowardly that I don't understand. I do get it from a business standpoint because there are business owners. There are lobbies who will invest in one to pit against the other. Like they're always playing chess and maneuvering, but they're playing chess and maneuvering with your freedom and with our sovereignty. They just are, which has gotten us to a place where, you know, our money is basically worth the, you know, it's it's worth it's comprised. The currency we use in this country is comprised of what? Debt, fear, dead promises. Right? The good old days. Past years of manufacturing. Past years of producing things as a country. That's what our economy is based on the past, and now people want you to base the economy on a digital system of nodes and a computer-based you know, system, a blockchain, that is still at the behest of and, and, and at the mercy of humans, Right? And who gets to determine the value of something like that? I went over that in a book just a few weeks ago. Go watch that archive show about thank God for Bitcoin, right? That was the, that's the title of the book, and um, and someone sent it to me who is considered like a godfather of uh, of Bitcoin in that in that in that uh, ecosystem. Very good read, and it actually goes over the history of currency, what it is, what it isn't. Takes the fear out of it. Takes all the misinformation out of it. Disinformation. There's something for the Ministry of Truth to hunker down on. That's so interesting to me. The timing of it is so interesting, too. You know, that you could actually end up in a D.C. gulag based on what you say, what you think, what you feel. You know, your God-given uniqueness which is totally antithetical, by the way, to the homogenization pool of, of, the, uh, of the globalist's agenda. I mean, how did we think we were going to avoid that as a nation and that we wouldn't have some godless people who thought that was a good idea, right? So this is why, and you guys know, this is why I ask you to go to my website, monicamatthews.com backslash gold co. Do yourself a favor, just go look. You don't have to sign up for anything. Just go look. Take a look around. MonicaMatthews.com backslash gold co. Because a lot of you are like, what do I do with my money? What about the market? And, you know, you live in the bull and the in the bear and the bull and the bear. And it's all bullshit. It just is. Whether it's bullshit or bear, it's all Because <laughs> it's predicated upon manipulation of emotions and minds. It just is. 
And so, and you see the way the world is going globally. So do you trust your hard-earned money in the stock market? Anyway, monicamatthews.com backslash Gold Co. And uh, for those of you who have forgotten, Mother's Day is right around the corner. So make sure you go get mama something. Because like Mama Bear Mallory Staples just told us, you know, you don't want to poke the mama bear. I got to tell you, well, get to that in a minute. House slippers, robes, sheets, bath towels. Oh, we got the most beautiful color purple bath towels for my daughter yesterday from MyPillow.com. You could use my code, Monica. When they, I pulled them out of the box, I was like, those are awesome. This beautiful color. You know, they're not like, I don't know. They're just gorgeous. So can't say enough about it. My dog, I'm convinced Mike Lindell has put catnip into the dog pillows because my dog is like nuts about her pillow. And the next time I'm on the air, I'm going to bring her to my office and we're going to take it take a shot of old Bella on her my pillow pet pillow because it's pretty amazing and it's this really cute little you know little pillow for 10 pounders but some of you guys have big dogs more power to you get a big dog pillow use my code Monica and uh, all that good stuff but I, you know I have to say I am um, <laughs> I love the fact that more women are stepping into positions of governance with a godly, and maternal mindset. Uh, Not because the nation needs a mama, but there is something about a godly woman with a maternal mindset that is immutable. Case in point, which is why the ministry of truth was erected. Because that ministry of Truth, and I'm joking, Ministry of Truth, right? You know the reference. That Ministry of Truth has been um, erected for the sole purpose of propagating division, fear, terror, dread, confusion. Uh, You know, everything the enemy's kingdom does. Silence, oppression, right? Call up, down, down, up. Milk carton is actually cheese. You know, your boy's a girl, your dog is a giraffe. Uh, and if you don't agree with that, then, you know, you too could end up without due process because the Constitution doesn't really matter to these people. And they really just create laws and, and manipulate words. And if you haven't seen how this happens in real time, you need to go find the video of Marjorie Taylor Greene's witch trial. You do. Her Salem witch trial that happened Last Friday, you need to go find the footage of that and watch how words were 1,000% manipulated in real time. And that's what's happening in your congressional offices and little private secret caucus meetings. That's what's happening. These kids coming up in law school right now who are being completely weaponized to take you out and me out by virtue of the Constitution, really to take the Constitution out, if we're being honest. Again, it's not about Trump. Don't ever believe that. He's just, like he said, he's the only thing in between them and us. And now that he's been removed, um, here we are. But he did the country a favor. He awakened that godly mama spirit and that godly father spirit. And I'm just telling you, we may be in captivity right now. But a lot of cool things happen in captivity. And a lot of growth happens. A lot of refining a lot of God's power happens 
Because through humility, God's strength, and through our weakness, his strength is made perfect. Amen. So please go have a perfect weekend. Go spend some time with your loved ones. Make memories. Take the time. Put your phones down. Make a commitment to stay off social media for the weekend. Be amazed how how fresh your brain, your anatomical brain actually feels. Not on fire. Being inflamed by every, oh my gosh, I cannot believe what I just read moment. Oh my gosh, I can't believe Sean King actually came back to Twitter. Talcum X literally 24 hours after he's close to the county went home. Wait, hold on. I got to do it because this is one of my favorite sounds of the week. But I got to find it. Hold, please. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. That's right. (laughs) That was the entire crying of the left over Elon's acquisition. So Sean was like, I'm out of here. And he closed this account and I called it. I should have done over under. You guys would be sending me some cash. But maybe we'll do that next time. But it's like, that dude, these people who are like relevancy uh, addicts, I told y'all he was going to come back. I just didn't know it would be in 24 hours. But he's back. His account is back. And for those of you, again, who left us on the battlefield of Twitter by ourselves and then decided that you were going to come back and reestablish your account, I mean, I'm not bitter but I'm just saying, I'm not going to follow you. No. I'm going to follow the mama bears and the papa bears and the people who stood there with me getting bloodied and bruised online, tiptoeing through the tulips, navigating minds of, you know, that Parag set for everybody and his attempt to, his overt attempt to usurp the Constitution of the United States by silencing dissent and free thought, and free feeling, and free thinking. Whatever the DHS has just erected cannot stand. So whenever you guys get out there and rock your vote, regardless of the wobbly legs of the election grid, I want to encourage you to remember what's at stake. Just remember what is at stake. And pray for your congressmen and women. Pray for people to repent. Pray for that. Pray for God to give people a place to repent. That's what the word says to do. You be you might be surprised by how by who actually repents. You might be. Because whenever it comes to voting on endless funding for our national security apparatus that has grown tentacles that are unbelie- that would give any any tumor a run for its money, right? You need people who will stand up against that and be like, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. We're not going to fund you guys uh, to infinity and beyond. All right. Have a good weekend. Go visit someone you haven't seen in a long time. Maybe just walk across your lawn and knock on your neighbor's door and be like, hey, do you know me? You doing okay? I haven't seen you out in a while. Can I do something nice for you? Go be a good American. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, follow me everywhere. Go to my website, buy my merchandise that says, act like one. Love you.